and welcome to this edition of the Sports Info Solutions Baseball Podcast. I'm Mark Simon. We hope that you're safe and healthy wherever you are and that this podcast can serve as a respite for all that you're dealing with, things related to coronavirus. Remember how we had Kevin Kiermeyer on the show last week? This week, we have the female version of Kiermeyer, A.J. Andrews, former softball All-American at LSU, now playing pro softball while pursuing a career in broadcast journalism. AJ was the first recipient of the Rawlings Gold Glove for softball winning in 2016. Do us a favor, hit pause, go to the website alwaysaj.com, watch the catch that greets you when you go to the website. Good, now you're back. AJ is the perfect guest to talk defensive excellence in softball. Thanks for joining us. Uh, first of all, just tell us uh, where, you, uh, where you're talking to us from and how you're doing at this point. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me on. I am currently in Clearwater, Florida, and this is my family home. I actually live in Baton Rouge, but due to the circumstances, I decided to come home to a wonderful pool and sunny weather all the time, and I am doing fine. I'm doing well in this time. I'm fortunate to not have anyone in my family been struck by COVID-19, and so for me, this has really been an opportunity to slow my life down. I'm typically going at 100 miles per hour all the time. And so at first it was something to get used to, but I've been well adjusted ever since and been able to truly work on some other passions outside of softball um, that are really able to promote me and propel me forward with other goals. So it's been been a good time for me. What's been the most interesting or um, fun thing that you've done during, during this time? Well, I would say probably I'm actually starting my own podcast with what's called Athletes Unlimited, which is a new softball league that will be starting in August, and that's called Hardheaded. So that should be coming out pretty soon. I'm also going to be working with a brand called Routine, if you've heard of them. So that's going to be something really cool. And, you know, we'll discuss that a little bit later, the makings of that excellent discussion, but that's going to be really awesome to get going. And also looking to build on my YouTube channel. And yes, you went to that alwaysaj.com website to see the catch, but I also have a new website and it's called theajandrews.com where I'm offering so many new things as far as virtual coaching, a lot of different videos I'm putting up blogs in regards to the health and wellness and everything I do to stay fit and prepared during this time. So just working on a lot. Sounds like you're very busy. All right. Yeah. So let's, let's get to that catch. Um, the first of, the, of three catches that I was hoping you could uh, talk to us about and walk us through process uh, as it uh, relates to defensive excellence in softball. Uh, it's a diving catch uh, along the in right field. It's a very tough play uh, of a ball that uh, I think with softball, one of the challenges is you don't necessarily have a lot of time to make a play. Uh, what went into making that catch? Yeah, the catch that you see on that first website, alwaysaj.com, it was, I remember like it was yesterday, lefty that came up to bat. Goody, she's one of the bigger hitters. She's a player that smokes balls left and right. It's a lot of home runs. And that ball, it was actually really interesting, that play. My hand was broken in that, in that time, during that season. So the year I won the gold glove, I actually broke my hand a few weeks prior. And what was really cool about that is that, you know, that was my first diving catch back in the game once I had taken my time off um, to try to let my hand heal. And it wasn't completely healed. So I really had these moments of, self-doubt, not really self-doubt, but just nervousness. I didn't want to re-injure my hand um, and just really kind of 
second guessing the AJ that typically just always goes 100% in fear of getting hurt. And so me being able to make that diving catch, it really was a ball that was it was on the line. Um, it was hit over my head, though. And so for me, it's all about I'm just looking. I'm always looking to where the ball is going to land rather than looking at where the ball is going. And a ball on the line that way, and it's hit. it was hit in right field. And it continued to go that way. And with a lefty hitter, she pulled it. So it's going to continue to tail. And with what I'm thinking is that, you know, I just have to take those couple steps, but it's on a line. So I don't have the time to just make a diving catch going down. I'm going to have to dive in the air in order to snag this ball um, without it getting to the fence. And so with me, it's just analyzing one, two steps and really reading. I mean, this is something that in the outfield you just have to work at, but you take those steps, ball on the line, you're really trying to dive parallel with the ball in a sense so if I'm trying to dive back and diving backwards too which is you know an added difficulty you really have to make sure that your body and your glove is kind of going at the same plane as the ball but you're really trying to dive more along the lines of where you think it's going to land rather than dive with it in order to make that catch and that's really what happened that's what went into that play and me me really just thinking that I'm trying to snag this ball I'm not going to let her get a hit and you know it was definitely something that allowed my confidence to come back after breaking my hand so and I think that's probably the defining play of me winning a gold glove that year which is all really interesting really sentimental and I think it you know um, it can be super metaphorical if you really want to put it in that place to how it really got me back into my groove. One of the things that you talk about, too, in the instructional videos that you do is that one of the keys to being a really good outfielder in softball is the angles that you take. Uh, explain that uh, to us and explain to someone that's maybe just kind of learning that uh, what goes into the angles and the decisions that you make regarding uh, the angles that you take. Yeah, so what I do when I, I mean, this is something that I've done ever since I was little. I think I just, I read the ball very differently. I am just someone that it's always, my mind is I'm going to make a catch. I'm not looking to stop the play. I'm not looking to stop the ball, getting to the fence. I'm not looking to just try to quickly get it in. The way my brain works is I'm trying to make that catch every single time. So I'm thinking of angles to take in which it's going to allow me to stop that ball no matter what. And so when it comes down to that, it just comes down to doing different drills. So uh, one thing you'll do is you can set different cones. And if a ball is hit, maybe not even working on catching it, but you immediately have to recognize, am I going to take a short angle or a long angle to this ball? And this has to be your immediate thought. Um, and so that's something that you can work at because as soon as you recognize the plane of the ball, you recognize the height, you recognize maybe even the type of dive you're going to have to put in play in order to make this catch, things become easier and becomes more natural, right? I mean, it's just like hitting. It's just like anything you do in defense. The more you work at it, the less you have to think. And so really just getting to a point where you're working on recognizing the height of the ball and recognizing the type of angle you have to take due to that height of the ball. Um, and so – and where it, is, where it is hit. Because if it is – Something that's on a line, right, you're going to have to take more of a sharp angle. You're going to have to be more precise. If it's something in the air and that just has a little bit more of a tail or has a little more spin to it, um, you definitely have a little bit more time. But with that regard, you have to get back more, right? So it's just, you know, really recognizing um, immediately what angle you have to take. And that's something that you can practice just when someone hits it, yelling out short, yelling out long to really get in the groove of knowing which direction you need to go. How many reps does someone need to get to get to the point of being pretty comfortable with it? Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely need a, you need a lot of reps. What I really advise is 
live, right? I think a lot of times, especially when you're younger, you when you're shagging balls, it's just kind of a time to hang out in the outfield and just pick them and throw them in. Uh, that's really the time to get better. And that's the time where you can really have those live ABs, um, get those real reps to where you start really recognizing the spin that's going to happen with this particular hitter. You even get so good to where you recognize that someone's swing and you can even attach the someone's swing to the way you think the ball is probably going to come off the bat. Um, but again, that all comes down to really focusing every opportunity that you have and don't take any reps off. Okay, so you, you, you brought up something before I get to the next, the next catch. Um, you brought up the reading swing thing. What are, you, what are you looking for when you're trying to do that? Yeah, I mean, there's just some hitters that are more contact hitters. There's some hitters that you know have the big bats, and then there's some hitters that are maybe more speed players, especially in softball. So you really can analyze based off of the type of hitter that they are where the ball is typically going to go and the spin that they're going to have off the bat. Um, so the hitter that we face or I face that game that where you see me making that catch, uh, her name is Chelsea Goodacre. She's a lefty. All the balls that she hits are very on, are all on the line, always. She doesn't hit high home runs. If it goes over the fence, it was truly a sharp hit. And so with analyzing the fact that that's who she is as a hitter and that's what she does, I understand that every ball I have to take, every step, I can't misstep. I can't read the ball wrong against her or it's going to fall. And so, you know, you just have to, you get to a point where you start really realizing these things and these different swings that these batters have. Um, you really understand where you need to play them. You understand what angle you need to take off of them. Even if it's not something, even if you, let's say you misread the ball or you didn't rec recognize where it was going to be immediately, because I know Chelsea Akers balls are always on the line the way that she swings. I know that I'm going to have to take a steep angle regardless. Um, and so that's just kind of the things that you can get used to, things that you can really start to work towards once you recognize and you get used to the batters that come up. And again, you know, I mean, if in pros, right, we have spreadsheets, we know where these players hit, we know what they do. But if you're in travel ball and you're obviously facing a team every weekend that maybe you haven't seen before, you can notice by the way that they, they swing, right, the hacks that they're taking you recognize their plane and what they're really looking to do. And that allows you to kind of make a good estimate, a guess of where you need to play them. Essentially good scouting. All right. This catch, the second catch that I want to talk about, I don't know if video exists. Maybe it exists for you, but it doesn't necessarily exist for us. Can you remember the first time that you made a particularly good play? Whether uh, I, I'm ideally thinking back to your childhood. I can. I can think of a couple that really stand out or that I think people really realized, oh, wow, AJ is really good. Yeah, there's one ball. Uh, there was one play that was made where it was a ball hit behind me. It was again, I made a diving catch going backwards, and I was in center field. I think I was maybe 12 at the time, and it was um, it was a hard hit, and it was a ball. It was really interesting because I remember, like, I just felt like I was just running with the ball, and then all of a sudden, I just decided it was the time for me to lay out, and I laid out and made the catch. And to me, in my mind, it didn't seem hard. It didn't seem crazy. But when I came back inside, everyone was like, most people don't do that. They would just let the ball go by. But you <laughs> laid out, laid your glove out there and made that catch. And so I was like, yeah, I mean, it's fun. I mean, when I was younger, for me, I, I grew up in Florida, right? So if you go out in the mornings, typically you have a lot of dew on the grass. So my favorite time to play was in the mornings because it was like a slip and slide. I was excited to dive. I was ready to slide across the grass each and every day. And um, I was just trying to put that in play every time I was playing someone. And so then, you know, the next time I played, it really got to where I got confident. And, you know, if there were balls that were dropping with the right fielder or left fielder, I would let them know that don't worry about it. If it's hitting this spot ever again, it's my ball. I'll get it. And, you know, I, I started working at it and got it. 
would get them every single time. And uh, from then, just the way that I read balls just completely changed. In my mind, again, every ball is catchable. And so even if I feel like, let's say there's a ball hit and there's no shot that I could have caught that ball, if I think I could have caught it, I'm going to be very upset for the rest of the day. So, you know, that's just how, I, that's my, how my mentality is. I was actually going to ask you, how do you handle your mess-ups? And you just kind of gave us the answer right there. You know, don't get me wrong. I don't sit and sulk on it all day long. But I'm definitely very hard on myself. And, you know, there's, I truly believe that every single ball is catchable, even if it's not. And, you know, every time, if let's say a ball drops or I didn't get to a ball that I thought I could have dropped, I literally will sit there and analyze where the ball dropped, maybe the steps I could have taken, maybe if I could have taken one more step back before I actually laid out for that ball, if I would have caught the ball. And for me, that's how I get better every single time. I don't allow um, a mistake or I don't allow a missed opportunity that I feel like I should have had to change anything. All it does is make me work harder. All it does is make me analyze a little differently, analyze a little bit more so that I don't ever miss that. If the ball is hit right there again, it will be caught the next time. Um, And so that's just how I keep getting better. All right. Catch number three uh, is one that you can find either on YouTube or on your website. It's one where you went through a wall basically, to make a catch. Uh, We've seen, there's a a minor league baseball video of a player running through a fence to try and make a catch. He didn't catch the ball. You did uh, in this one. Um, Just explain what went into that and the challenge of playing with the wall and, and everything that goes into that. Yeah, you just have to be fearless when you're playing with the wall. You have to be completely fearless. You can't think about what's gonna happen. You can't think about, um, if this wall is gonna stop me, none of that. It has to truly be, the ball is my goal and I'm gonna knock down anything that is trying to stop me from getting that ball. And that was truly my mentality in that play. And the ball was there. And the only thing that – only reason the ball wasn't going to get caught is literally if the, the wall stopped me from catching it. And it did not stop me. Therefore, the <laughs> ball got caught. So that's really just my mentality. You just have to be fearless when it comes out to being on the field. And you can't let anything get in your way of success. I mean, if you're hitting, you can't let a great pitcher get in your way on defense. You can't let one ball stop you from in the next. And if you're trying to make a play at the wall, you can't allow the wall to stop you from making that play. So being fearless, knowing that – that field, I mean, in center field, I think of it as my domain. I think of it as my territory. And I think I've said this before, but, you know, I, I'm like it's my hunting ground. And anytime a ball is hit anywhere in my vicinity, it's going to get eaten up. So if you're a hitter, it's your job to make sure it doesn't come near me. That's all I have to say. <laughs> nice. That's very confident. Um, where did you develop your uh, – one thing that I've gotten from watching the, the videos that I watched is you have pretty good flexibility. Uh, how did you develop that in terms of physical flexibility? Interesting. I would definitely not say I was flexible, (laughs) but um, I think that, you know, I did, I was a cheerleader when I was younger. I played a lot of different sports when I was younger. So I think that definitely attributes to the flexibility that I do have. I probably am more flexible than most. I feel like I, you know, have a ways to go, but I played a lot of different sports, which allowed me to be very agile and allow different parts of my body to be more loose or be longer Um, not have short muscles, which, you know, attributes to tightness and not being flexible. And so, yeah, I would definitely say really working and cross, cross training. I think that's something that you'll see a lot of professional athletes doing nowadays. And it really does allow you to be more agile um, and be more flexible and prepared for your specific sport. We get into a lot of discussions with people about what they do pre-pitch, like as a pitch is is coming in, in, uh, whether it's center field, first base, third base, whatever. Um, I'm curious how that translates to softball. Are you someone that's that's kind of preparing yourself to move in a direction, left or right or back, 
uh, pre-pitch or are you someone that that's positioned a little differently? Oh, 100%. I mean, it comes down to just knowing who it is that is coming up to bat. And with me, pre-pitch, I'm always ready to go. I'm always thinking the ball is going to be hit to me. So I'm down and ready. As soon as the pitcher pitches it and I see the uh, hitter flinch or, you know, move as if they're going to the ball, my body's moving. Like, I'm anticipating where I think it's going to go. Uh, I'm always, always ready for that first step. And so I think pre-pitch with what I do is really I'm just down and ready. I move a lot. I don't like to remain stagnant in the outfield. So I'm moving back and forth, moving back and forth. As soon as the pitcher gets ready to throw, um, that's when I get set. And as soon as I feel like the hitter is making a move, my foot starts moving. So it's always my right foot that moves because that's the foot I push off of. And so if I'm pushing off to go back, and obviously when you – if you're in the outfield, maybe this isn't obvious, but in the outfield, if you don't know where the ball is going to go, you always want to go glove side. So I push off my right foot, um, and I'm just preparing to, regardless of where the ball is going to take place. And so, yeah, that's what I do pre-pitch, just really analyzing what the pitcher is throwing, knowing what the pitcher and catcher, their cadence is, what they're getting ready to throw, knowing what they threw prior to that batter for, you know, deep in the innings. And that really allows me to assess where I probably need to be. Uh, different players require maybe a shift. And so that really just comes down to what you know. If I know a player hit that ball, slamming it in left center, I'm, I'm going to take a couple steps over. And so and then it goes down to what I think the pitcher is throwing. If she's continuing to say, if she's learned a lesson and is now staying on the outside part of the plate, then I'm going to shift back a little bit more into center. So that's just kind of what you do pre-pitch, really analyzing, but always staying ready. How much do uh, coaches uh, help prepare the positioning aspect of it? Because we've seen in baseball now that the players have positioning cards in their pockets uh, and they're frequently moving all over the field, uh, particularly uh, in the infield. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't know. How does that translate over to softball? Yeah, softball is kind of the same thing. We don't have any, we don't use cards, but you'll have, you'll see the coaches shifting the players, telling players where to go. In college, we have certain signs that we use. So if you yell out, a certain word, then you know that you need to put a shift on. This is a different shift that you want to play on this player. Um, you yell at something else, it's another shift or something else, and we're playing back or playing dead. Um, so it's really the same. It's the same concept, the same idea. Uh, just you see a lot more hand movements. You see a lot more noise and people yelling a little bit more rather than just looking at a card and knowing where you're supposed to play. But it comes down to practice, and especially in the pros, right, you've played – against a lot of these players in college over and over due to the fact that the draft isn't as large as it is in baseball. You know exactly who it is that gets picked. Majority of the girls have played these people because at the end of the day, everyone that gets drafted in professional softball isn't all American. So we, we've heard of these people. You know, we've heard of everyone that is playing. And you really kind of know exactly what it is that they're going to do. And so it just comes down to really perfecting it. And if they make adjustments, right, Each if you're a great player, you're making adjustments. As soon as one team's picked up on you, you're trying to change it up, then you just change it up as you go. But, yeah, it's just really a lot of yelling. It's the same concept with baseball. What are, it was your favorite thing to teach uh, when you're instructing? I'm, I'm watching these different videos that you've done on YouTube, uh, and I've seen you, you seem to light up uh, for most of them. Um, what's your favorite uh, thing to teach? And could you just, whatever it is, explain it to us? Yeah, honestly, my favorite thing to teach is diving with young kids or just older kids. I think that you really get so much confidence when you learn to dive. And you really, I think that's the one thing that so many athletes want instruction on or so many things that they're just not confident in. And you know, at the end of the day, I think diving catches truly shift games. It changes momentum. It changes cadence. It changes confidence. 
and it truly can drive one team that's up by three runs. If you snag a play from the outfield, it completely change the course of the game and so I think that it's important for athletes to know that they can be those people and if you're an outfield to also just know your importance you know sometimes I think when you're younger people think that you just stick the kids that maybe aren't so good in the outfield and once you get older they still have that mentality and I think it's important for kids to know their imminent importance in the outfield and the fact that they are truly the game changers the last line of defense and when I can teach that in the outfield, I truly see kids light up. I truly see their confidence rise. And, you know, they've missed five in a row, and then they make it on that sixth one, and they just are elated. And there's just nothing that can take their joy from making that dive and catch. So that's definitely my favorite thing to teach. Our audience knows the names of the, the Major League uh, Baseball players who are the top defensive players. But who are the people in softball besides yourself that you like to watch for their defensive excellence or that you might recommend uh, us checking out? I would definitely say Jessie Warren. She played at FSU, and she's now a professional softball player. She made an amazing catch in the World Series a couple of years ago that really changed the course of the game. She's a third baseman, and so she's definitely someone on the defensive side that I think is a wonder to watch. Um, I think that in college, someone that if you're not familiar with her, you need to get familiar with her. Sis Bates, she plays at Washington, and she is truly – a magician when it comes to the middle infield she really is that good and then I think of my fellow Audis you know I think Chip Bennett she played at UCLA she's someone that's really good someone that is really exciting to watch and you know defensively Taylor Edwards she played at Nebraska is now a part of Team USA she's very she's amazing um Chelsea Goodacre is a fellow Gold Glover, she's also a catcher. Jade Rhodes, first baseman, Gold Glover. Uh, Jesse Warren that I mentioned earlier is also Gold Glover. So I think that, you know, yeah, those are definitely some people I would definitely say to to keep your eye on. You know, I gave a wide variety, but everyone is, <laughs> is just so talented and really those diving plays and just being fearless. When I think of people like that, those are definitely some of the people that I think of. Yep. Awesome. I uh, definitely recommend checking out. I checked out a couple of those players uh, on YouTube. I would definitely recommend it to anyone. What would you say to a kid who says they want to play defense like you? I would say if you want to play defense like me, you 100% have to realize that you are the bomb.com and you have to allow your confidence to flourish. You have to truly realize that the outfield or whatever position is that you play, that is your domain. You run it. And anytime anyone wants to take foot in there, you are going to put a stop to it completely. I think once you have that confidence, there's truly nothing that can stop you. And I think you just have to be fearless. You can't have it. You have to, you cannot allow fear of failure to stop you. There should be absolutely no fear of failure if you want to be a great defender. I think majority of the time when you see people making errors or making mistakes, they're trying to be perfect, right? They're trying to be perfect. They're trying not to make an error. The ones that you see that go all out, the ones that you see that are truly the best, the finest on the field are the ones that are making those plays, not even thinking twice about it, and they're just going 100%. And you just have to be that player. Go 100%. Don't care. Don't worry about the outcome. If it didn't happen the first time, it will the second. You just have to keep going forward. And once you do that, you'll watch your defense grow, you'll watch your confidence grow, and you'll get to a point where you'll be the next goal clever. Nice. Uh, AJ Andrews, I want to give you a chance to plug uh, some of the different things that you're involved in. Uh, that uh, people can check out, that they can, uh, you've certainly kept busy on uh, social media. 
yeah, yeah. Keep looking at my socials. I post a lot of really cool different workouts, a lot of things in order to stay fit and training, but also on the mental game, also hitting and fielding. Uh, my socials are AJ underscore Andrews underscore. So that is Instagram and Twitter. And then you can find my Facebook and it's just AJ Andrews. And then with yeah, look out for my podcast that's coming out called Hard Headed. Also, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, which will be really some, a lot of cool stuff coming out there. You can just type in AJ Andrews. You'll find me there. And, yeah, also a lot of really health and wellness stuff will be coming out on my YouTube and as well as on my website, which is AJ or theAJAndrews.com, theAJAndrews.com. Very nice. Uh, all right. And, and just lastly, what are your uh, aspirations in terms of uh, career? Yeah, my aspirations are very vast. I have a lot of aspirations, a lot of things that I want to do. I am really currently still working to be the greatest of all time when it comes to softball. I really want to put softball on the map. I really want people to pay attention, recognize, and give the respect that softball is due and really understand that we are just as talented. We're putting in a lot of work and, you know, we're making some amazing plays just like the baseball players are. That's definitely one of my main goals. Uh, but then again, I'm also an on-camera talent. So if you want anyone to come and do a lot more when it comes to baseball, maybe baseball and <laughs> softball crossing, uh, that's definitely a passion of mine and doing, creating a lot of different shows, creating a lot of different content. And also working on starting some of my own businesses in regards to health and wellness and skincare. So, you know, whether you're a woman or a man, we all want to have nice skin. So definitely. And it's hard to keep that up when you're playing in dirt. So we want to make sure that I'm the plug for that. Just know. <laughs> it's hard to keep it up when playing in dirt. AJ yeah. Andrews. Awesome. Uh, this is great. Uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And this wraps up this edition of the Sports Info Solutions Baseball Podcast. For A.J. Andrews and our producer, Justin Stein, I'm Mark Simon. Thanks for listening. Check out our new baseball book, The Fielding Bible, Volume 5. This book gives a comprehensive look at our new and improved defensive run save stat. It features essays on all 30 teams, research and studies on important topics, and stats and analysis you can't find anywhere else. That's Fielding Bible, Volume 5. Available at actasports.com. That's A-C-T-A sports.com. Or wherever you buy your books online. Thank you for tuning in to the SIS Baseball Podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, email the show at mark at sportsinfosolutions.com or tweet us at sportsinfo underscore SIS. 